You're listening to Mid-South Minute, the podcast, where co-op and community collide. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Mid-South Minute. Um, my name is Erin, and I'm joined here today by two very special guests. We have Justin and Jonathan, and fellas, I'm going to let you take a minute and introduce yourself and what you do here at Mid-South. Hi, my name is Jonathan Fuller. I work in our member relations department here, so kind of wear many hats, but uh, today we're here to talk about solar and kind of provide you some information that hopefully will help you in making those decisions. My name is Justin. Um, I'm an engineer at Mid-South. I do engineering stuff, help improve the system. Um, I did a lot with the solar project whenever it first got started, and I'm basically going to be talking about that. Very cool. We wanted to take the opportunity today to kind of do a solar Q&A. We know a lot of folks have been interested in solar. There's a lot of questions around the solar program and also around solar being on your home and maybe if you're interested in installing that way. So we're going to start out with sort of just a rapid fire Q&A and I'll throw it to you fellas and uh, we'll start with the first question. So Jonathan, what is Mid-South Solar Program and how can members participate? So the solar program um, started a few years ago, and we have a basically a solar farm there in Beat Ice. Um, it's just short of two megawatts, and it provides a unique opportunity for our members to be able to get up to 500 kilowatt hours a month of solar energy without actually having to make that investment. You know, put it in your put it on top of your home. Um, you know, be responsible for the maintenance and the upkeep of it, and uh, so you can get some of those benefits from that. So that's kind of where we started with that. Cool. You mentioned a locked rate for our members. What does that mean? So the locked rate means that we're guaranteeing you for five years uh, that rate's not going to go up. So it can go down, which it has already come. We, we already figured that early on in the system that, uh, you know, we could bring the price down a little bit. So we did. But however, that, that locked guarantee just means that for the next five years, um, you're going to pay, you know, 11 and a half cents per kilowatt hour uh, moving forward. It's not going to change. So if you're interested in Mid-South Solar, please send us an email at memberservices at mselectric.com. Well, I know from an engineering standpoint, Solar Farm's pretty cool if you see it in person. (laughs) Um, Justin, tell us a little bit about the specs on the solar farm. So the solar farm um, in Bidai's is on about two acres of land. There's probably a little over 8,000 solar panels out there. Um, As Jonathan mentioned, it's two megawatts um, at peak, which means it can power a few hundred homes and put back onto the grid. The solar panels are actually on rows and those rows will rotate to track the sun. That increases the output of the solar panels by about 25%, makes it more efficient. That's pretty much how it generates power. It's pretty efficient. It generates about two megawatts and it's pretty cool when you go out there and see it in person. Give us kind of a basic engineering explanation of how a solar farm works. Yeah, without getting too technical, um, the panels are made out of material that when sunlight hits it, it generates electricity. Um, That electricity is in DC power, which is the same thing a car battery is or anything like that. To use that on the electrical grid, it needs to be converted to AC power, which is what you use in like electrical outlets. It's what your home is powered by. To do that, it goes from the panels through wires to what's called an inverter, and that converts it to AC power. From there, it goes over more wires to a transformer, which basically ups the voltage to distribution level, which is the power lines you see down the streets. That's distribution voltage. 
From there, it goes through more wires to another transformer that's bigger at the substation, and that transforms it to an even higher voltage that's transmission voltage. From there, it's put back onto the grid and basically spread across the system. So we've had a lot of members actually be interested in installing solar on their home, and we want to make sure we take some of the guesswork out of that. So, Jonathan, when it comes to home solar installations, what are some do's and don'ts? Well, the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to reach out to your cooperative, so MidSouthElectric.com, and uh, you want to, you're going to want to research, um, one, what your usage is like. You know, how much are you using on an annual basis? And also, you can, you can speak with representatives there who can actually, they're going to send you over to me since I'm the only one that does solar at MidSouth. Um, and if you already have spoken to a solar company, you can say, hey, is this somebody you've worked with before? Um, do you think they're going to be around for a while? Um, that kind of leads into when you start thinking about solar and uh, you're talking to other representatives and people from these companies, you're going to want to make sure you do your homework on them, look at their reviews, see uh, what kind of issues people have had with them. Because there's going to be issues with every single, uh, you know, there are going to be problems with installations. Uh, it's never going to be perfect. But uh, it's always good to do your homework first. So always talk to the, the utility company first and see what their requirements are. Every utility company can be different. Mid-South certainly has their own requirements and that need to be met. So make sure that everything jives with both the co-op as, as well as yourself and uh, do some research on that, that solar company as well. Okay, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that too. What are some red flags to look out for on some of these contractors that are going around trying to sell these large solar systems? So... Some of the red flags you want to look out for is if they're giving you all the positives. They're giving you all the greats, how much money it's going to save you, how cheap it's going to be. You're never going to have to pay a bill again to the co-op uh, or your electric company. Instantly, that's kind of a red flag because there, there are negatives as well and drawbacks to solar. It's not all just positive. So they need to give you all of the answers and all of the information about it um, and let you know, you know, hey, we've talked to your cooperative and we know how things work with them. Um, so it's kind of a red flag if... You know, they, they don't really seem to know exactly what they're doing um, or they just they just want to lead you to all the all the good and all the rebates there are to go along with solar. All sunshines and rainbows, no clouds. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Justin, from an engineering standpoint, why is it important that we know when a member is wanting to install solar on their home? So there's a lot of reasons why it's important for us to know. Um, I guess the most beneficial reason for a member to let us know as Jonathan said that's kind of the first step is to let the co-op know is because the meters that we typically put on houses only meter one direction Um, if you put solar on your house you're not going to be capturing what you produce and as a result of that you're going to put solar on there with really no benefit to you essentially because it's not being captured by our meters Um, when it is captured there's bill credits and all kinds of stuff I'm sure Jonathan can talk about as we get into more detail Um, from an engineering side, one of the biggest reasons is safety. Um, when solar is on your house, it's essentially a generator that's going to put power back onto our lines and an outage situation, we're expecting the lines to not have any power on them at all. And if your solar is putting power back onto the lines, that's a danger for our linemen because the lines will have energy on that we don't know about. Part of the solar process is we make sure that there's disconnects. Our line can go out there and disconnect your solar system from our system um, and make sure it's safe for our linemen to go out there. Another benefit for us knowing is actually some system planning side of it on the engineering side. We make sure our devices are all set up correctly. Um, It helps us basically prepare our system to have better, more reliable power for all of our members. Okay, Jonathan, we've talked about 
the member put, wanting to put solar on their home, how can they make that happen? What's the process they have to go through with Mid-South to install solar on their home? And then tell us about that rebate that Justin mentioned. So the first step, you know, you're going to want to reach out to us. There are basically four essential requirements you have to fulfill in order to, co- to interconnect a solar array with Mid-South. First of which, there's an application you need to fill out. Uh, most of the time, the solar company will help assist you in doing this because there are some technical details on that page, and they'll help you fill in those blanks. Um, the second piece is going to be a short-form contract. Um, third, um, the solar company is going to have to produce a one-line diagram, and they're going to employ somebody like Justin here, um, a licensed PE in the state of Texas, who's going to review this plan um, or create the plan and say that, you know, this size wire, this size disconnect, and these size fuses are sufficient for the size of the solar array um, and give his seal of approval on there. And finally, um, you're going to have to have homeowner's insurance. So Mid-South requires that for any array that's less than 30 kW in size, you have to have at least $250,000 worth of uh, personal liability insurance. Uh, for any array that's 30 kW and larger, you have to, it goes up to uh, $500,000 worth of personal liability and that goes from 30 kW all the way up to 750. And I don't think we'll ever see any, uh, you know, residential or maybe even small commercial arrays get any bigger than that. Um, as Aaron mentioned, I want to talk about the solar rebate. Mid-South does currently have a rebate in, uh, in place, and it covers 20% of your installation costs up to $2,000. So all you have to do is simply show us uh, or provide us with a contract or an agreement that you've paid or, or, or going to pay for the solar system. Um, and we're going to give you 20% of that value all the way up to $2,000. And uh, Mid-South simply going to cut you a check, send it to you. You can use it however you please. Awesome. So basically what we're trying to say with all of this is uh, Mid-South should be your solar home base. Uh, whether you want to participate in our solar program or you want to participate in solar at your home, we uh, should be your first point of contact. But Fellas, I've appreciated y'all coming here today and visiting with me. I do have a, one or two more questions and then we'll wrap it up. But uh, Jonathan, what do you think the solar industry looks like right now? And what do you think it means for our members moving forward? Well, I think the solar industry is is growing by leaps and bounds, especially here in Texas. And I think it's only going to continue to grow, um, both on the residential side and the commercial side. Um, There are benefits to both industries, um, especially with, uh, you know, here in Texas. Recently, winter storm Uri, we just had that, went through all that. And and people are trying to uh, think of ways they can make themselves more reliable make their homes more reliable. Um, so by coupling, you know, solar with battery backup or generators, um, I think it's, it's just kind of only going to continue to, to increase in demand with, with costs coming down, you know, it's cheaper to produce panels. Uh, there are more people creating panels. Uh, so I think with costs coming down and, and more awareness out there and becoming, you know, more popularity, we're going to continue to see more and more of that in our system and our, in our society. You, you brought up an interesting point, and Justin, we talked about this before, um, and we've actually had some questions on Facebook, and so we want to address those. Um, how did our solar farm perform during Winter Storm Yuri that Jonathan just talked about? So during the winter storm, I mean, it really performed as it was designed to. One of the drawbacks of solar, I guess, is that you obviously need sun to produce power. Um, during the winter storm, there was a bunch of cloud cover, so it didn't produce as much power. Um, another kind of bad thing about winter storms is that it's colder and solar panels are designed to operate at a peak, I guess, performance during a certain temperature range. And it was just so cold during that winter storm that their efficiency was a little bit less than normal. So unfortunately, the solar perform didn't produce as much power as we typically see during that time of year, but it was really a factor of the weather more than anything else. So it really performed as it was designed. 
Very cool. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing your knowledge on the topic and hopefully we can do a part two to this and maybe get some questions sent in by some of our members. Um, if you have questions for Justin, Jonathan, or myself regarding solar, you can email hello at mselectric.com and we'd be happy to hopefully turn those into another podcast. This was fun today, guys. Again, if you want to uh, send us a question, it's hello at mselectric.com and we'd be happy to answer. Or if you're interested in participating in our solar program, that email address is memberservices at mselectric.com. And with that, don't forget to spade and neuter your pets. And don't forget to ask us about solar. And we will see you down the line. And with that, toodles. No, (laughs) I can't.